Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a defining moment for the Biden administration dealing with dual crises, a worsening pandemic, and the race to get thousands of Americans out of Afghanistan. The CDC warns of a troubling decline in vaccine effectiveness, leading the president to announce a booster shot is needed for all Americans. We are prepared. We have the tools. We can do this. Plus, the new mandate for all nursing homes. Get the staff vaccinated or lose federal funds. Evacuating Afghanistan, the standoff at the airport. As the U.S. Embassy warns, it can't guarantee safe passage for Americans trying to get out of the country. And a protest in the streets met with gunfire. The Taliban cracked down tonight. Plus our interview with the top Senate Republican, Mitch McConnell. Up in flames, a Northern California wildfire burns 50,000 acres in just 24 hours. Pesticide ban. How soon until your fruits and vegetables will be free of a chemical link to neurological damage in children? Pregnancy and COVID. Tonight, the new warning for pregnant women. As doctors say, they're more likely to be hospitalized and need a ventilator. And taking a stand. A young student who loves honeybees has the state capital buzzing. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight, President Biden is trying to get a handle on two legacy-defining crises. His administration is grappling with how to evacuate those thousands of Americans and Afghan civilians after the Taliban takeover. We'll have late reporting on that in just a moment. The other crisis... 
COVID summer surge, with new evidence that vaccines lose effectiveness over time and with the Delta variant raging. The administration is recommending COVID booster shots for adults who've received either the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. And the boosters should come eight months after their second dose. The first will be available the week of September 20th. Well, as of tonight, nearly 90 million Americans who are eligible for COVID shots have not even had one. And tonight, this news, the president is forcing nursing homes to get their staffs vaccinated or risk losing Medicare or Medicaid funding. There's a lot of news to get to, and CBS's David Begno is going to lead off our coverage tonight in hard-hit Monroe, Louisiana. Good evening, David. Good evening, Nora. You know, the FDA's got to approve this booster plan, and so does the CDC advisory panel, but there's no reason to believe that won't happen. Dr. Fauci told me tonight that if you got Pfizer or Moderna, you're going to want to stick with the same manufacturer when you go back to get a booster shot. Today, in what the president said was an attempt to stay ahead of the coronavirus. My administration has been planning for this possibility in this scenario for months. We purchased enough vaccine and vaccine supplies so that when your eight-month mark comes up, You'll be ready to get your vaccination free. This booster strategy comes from data, which shows that the vaccines are losing efficacy over time. The current strong protection against severe infection, hospitalization and death could decrease in the months ahead, especially among those who are at higher risk or who were vaccinated earlier during the phases of our vaccination rollout. The case for boosters is building. Three studies published by the CDC today show that the effectiveness of vaccines against infection declined when the Delta variant began circulating. One study examined the records of more than 10 million New Yorkers and found that vaccine effectiveness against infection in May was 92%, but then it dropped to 80% months later. Yet at the same time, protection against hospitalization continued. Dr. Fauci, if the vaccines are diminishing over time, how many boosters do you think people are going to need? I would doubt if we're going to need many boosters when we try to find out the breadth and the depth of the response by a booster. It is really extraordinary. It goes up by multiple fold, at least 20 to 30 fold. So we don't anticipate that beyond this, we're going to need anything else. There is reason for worry. This country is averaging 500 COVID deaths a day. President Biden lashed out at governors that he claims are playing politics with safety measures. We're not going to sit by as governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting our children. 211, I'm in route. The surge through southern states is overwhelming. 27-year-old Trent Tarbutton is a field supervisor for Acadian Ambulance in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, I think we have three of them right now currently waiting. He took us to Lafayette General Medical Center, where there were ambulances lined up. He says recently paramedics have waited between 30 minutes and three hours. We kind of just have to tell the, the hospital, like, look, find something. We don't care where you put this patient. You have to put them somewhere because we need to run emergencies. Despite transporting COVID-positive patients weekly, medic Brittany Deku is not vaccinated. You're up close with it. Does that not change your opinion? No. Me and my family are very religious. We pray a lot. We trust God. You know, Louisiana set another record today. Highest COVID hospitalization rate of any point in the pandemic. And that's impacting non-COVID patients. Just yesterday, a man in central Louisiana had a heart attack, went to a community hospital, and they said, you got to go to a larger hospital for advanced care. So they called around for two hours. They looked 100 miles around, and they could not find a single available bed. Nora? This is affecting so many people. David Begno, thank you. 
And turning now to Afghanistan and more chaotic scenes at the Kabul airport. Evacuations are proceeding slowly with thousands of Americans still wanting and waiting to get out. And there are reports that Taliban fighters are preventing Afghan civilians from getting anywhere near that airport gate. CBS David Martin is monitoring the situation from the Pentagon. U.S. combat troops lined up shoulder to shoulder behind concertina wire at the airport to keep back desperate Afghans clamoring for a way out. A few times, warning shots had to be fired to keep the mob back. For now, the runways are clear and transport planes have flown out a total of 5,000 people, mostly American citizens and Afghans who once worked for the U.S., It could be the largest evacuation since the fall of Saigon 46 years ago. And Defense Secretary Austin acknowledged it's not moving fast enough. It's obvious we're not close to where we want to be in terms of getting the numbers through. The Pentagon says it can fly out up to 9,000 people a day. But they first have to get past Taliban checkpoints to reach the airport. The U.S. will soon have 6,000 combat troops on the ground, but they are needed to defend the airport and keep it operating. They're not enough to send into the city to pick up stranded Americans. We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people. President Biden insists all this chaos was inevitable, not the result of bad planning. The idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing I don't know how that happens. So for you, that was always priced into the decision? Yes. The way Austin describes the mission, it may not be possible to get everybody out. Get as many people out as fast as we can, uh, you know, with the time that we have available. President Biden had originally ordered all U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by the end of the month. But he said today he would extend that deadline if that's what it takes to evacuate all American citizens. Nora? A significant development. David Martin, thank you. And tonight, as we wait to see what happens to the Afghans who helped the U.S. and want to leave the country because they fear for their lives, the Taliban has insisted they will respect human rights. But today, protests turn deadly. CBS's Roxana Saberi reports. In an early display of dissent against the Taliban's takeover, protesters in eastern Afghanistan today waved the Afghan national flag. Taliban fighters responded swiftly, leaving at least one dead. Scenes like these challenge the Taliban's pledge that this time they'll bring law and order with a kinder, gentler hand. A Taliban commander told CBS News his fighters have set up checkpoints into Kabul airport to control crowds. But for many Afghans trying to flee the country, these heavily armed fighters are inflicting terror. Few make it this far, if at all. So we're heading now to the military side of Kabul airport, which has reopened for flights for foreigners like us to leave and Afghans that the U.S. is trying to evacuate. Looks like all these people are trying to get into the airport. Inside, we saw U.S. troops preparing to airlift Afghans out. Just after midnight, we joined them. We're about to take off from Kabul in a U.S. military transport plane with 300 Afghans, men, women, and children. Many carried little but hope and relief. Saeed Jalal Zahir told us, as a translator for the U.S. Army, he lied to get past 10 Taliban checkpoints. If they found me, they're going to kill me. 
he hopes if these kids see Afghanistan again, they will see it at peace. What is your dream now for your kids and for your family in America? Yeah. Only one dream, to make a bright future. Syed told us it took him two and a half years to get his U.S. visa. Now he's worried his friends, who also worked for the U.S. government, won't get theirs before American troops withdraw by the end of the month. Nora? Roxana Saberi, thank you. And on that note, tonight President Biden actually said that U.S. troops will remain in Afghanistan until all American citizens are safely evacuated. Moments ago, I spoke with the top Republican in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, about the administration's handling of the withdrawal. The president just said in a new interview tonight that he didn't see a way to withdraw from Afghanistan without chaos. In other words, he saw that chaos as inevitable. Is that how you see it? Well, we shouldn't have made this decision in the first place. We only had 2,500 troops there, light touch, uh, no chaos, not a single American soldier killed in a year in combat. We've now left 10,000 to 15,000 American citizens behind enemy lines with no plan uh, to get them to the airport to get out. And ironically, we have more troops in Afghanistan now trying to rescue our people than we had before this unbelievably bad decision to precipitously withdraw. Do you think we need to put more forces on the ground in order to rescue those Americans? Well, the president should leave no American behind. I'll leave it up to him to figure out how to correct the mistake that he made. He took this enormous risk in order to pursue uh, basically a poll-tested line that we've ended the longest war and we're bringing everybody home. A political decision that produced catastrophic consequences. But, Senator, to be fair... President Trump was the one who put this plan into action to withdraw American forces out by May 1st. Does President Trump bear some responsibility? Look, I I argued to to President Trump that this decision should not be made. I had similar conversations with the previous president. President Biden didn't have to make this decision based upon what a previous president had decided to do. He should have done the right thing for the country. This was entirely predictable. Do you believe that America is less safe now that the Taliban are in charge? Absolutely. No question about it. Afghanistan will shortly return to exactly why we went there in the first place. And now Congress will investigate. All right. Tonight, the Biden administration is reversing a Trump era policy and will ban a common pesticide from use on on farms. Chlorpyrifos has been used on numerous fruits and vegetables, but it has been linked to neurological damage in children. The ban will take effect in six months. In Northern California tonight, nearly 7,000 people remain under evacuation orders as the Caldor fire rages. The fire burning northeast of Sacramento exploded over the last 24 hours, scorching more than 50,000 acres and threatens to overrun the community of Grizzly Flats. It's already torched dozens of homes, a school and post office. All right, turning now to North Carolina there because dozens of people are unaccounted for after floods washed through the region on Tuesday. Those are the remnants of Tropical Storm Fred, and they are pushing north, prompting flood watches in upstate New York and New England. Well, tonight, Hurricane Grace is lashing the Cayman Islands and could hit Mexico overnight. And look at this. Tropical storm Henri is expected to become a hurricane Friday near Bermuda and could impact the northeast 
this weekend. All right, tonight we're going to continue our reporting from on the ground in Haiti, where the situation is dire after that 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Officials there said today that at least 600,000 people are in need of humanitarian assistance. And get this, 135,000 families are displaced. CBS's Vladimir Dutier is in Port-au-Prince. It was another grim day in Haiti today as search and rescue teams found more bodies in the rubble. Rescue and recovery efforts have been slowed by tropical storm Grace and roads that were damaged by the earthquake, which lead to the hardest-hit areas. More U.S. forces have been deployed to Haiti. The Navy warship USS Arlington, with more than 600 military personnel on board, will arrive on Friday. It's a heavily damaged area, and uh, I think there's, the need is going to be great. We're here at this hospital in Latai. The United States Coast Guard is also here. We know over the course of the last couple of days since the earthquake struck, they've rescued numerous victims and have brought in thousands of pounds of supplies to the affected areas. We have all kinds of rescue equipment. We have over 80 rescuers working in this area. Desperation is growing as many of the hospitals are overwhelmed, forcing some patients to be treated outside, including this woman and newborn child. This young boy with a broken leg was lucky to get a bed. He says he's doing okay. Today, we traveled with World Central Kitchen, a humanitarian group that prepared thousands of meals and delivered it to some people who haven't eaten in days. We know they are hungry. They are really hungry. They lost their houses. They lost everything. So for sure, that's the most important thing for them right now. It's to eat, to stay alive. All day long, aircraft behind me have been flying in the critically injured and transporting supplies to areas that need it most. The group that flew us to Lakai tonight, World Central Kitchen, was founded by celebrity chef Jose Andres after the 2010 earthquake, and they hope to serve as many as 30,000 meals per day, Nora. All right, Vladimir Dutier, thank you. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The CDC is warning about resistance to COVID vaccines among pregnant women and nursing moms. CBS's Nikki Batiste has important information about why those shots are so needed. Zara Zuckerman was a bit hesitant about getting a COVID vaccine while pregnant with her daughter, Sophie, but she was more concerned about getting COVID. Pregnancy is scary, but this is something that can make it less scary. This is protecting you and protecting your unborn baby. We need to impress upon women how serious COVID infection in pregnancy could be. Dr. Laura Riley says pregnant women who contract COVID are more likely to have severe infection, be hospitalized, and need a ventilator. But only 23% have received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine during pregnancy. Pregnant women hear a, a chorus of don't eat that, don't take that, don't put anything into your body. And so the natural reaction is, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But here we're saying this is a prevention that is going to save you potentially from something far worse. 
A new study shows pregnant women infected with COVID are at a significantly higher risk for preterm birth. These are babies who are going to stay in the hospital longer, who may go through their lives with many more difficulties. Zuckerman says she felt relieved after getting vaccinated. I felt instantly like we had made the right decision, like I was starting on my journey to protect myself and protect my kid. Sophie is now four months old, perfectly healthy and hitting all her milestones. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. Most people are afraid of bees, but not a young girl who lives just outside Chicago. CBS's Michael George reports that she is creating quite a buzz at the state house. Just be super, super chilled. Scarlett Harper is fearless, especially when it comes to bees. Wow. This 11-year-old wants to get as close as she can. You're not afraid of them at all? No. I mean, you have to be, like, respectful of them. When Scarlett learned the bees in her neighborhood were being wiped out by mosquito pesticides, she rallied to save them. Go make some phone calls, get some state reps on board. Let's do this. Hold calling state lawmakers and working with them to write a bill aimed at limiting the use of harmful chemicals. Bees are completely vital to humans. They pollinate a third of our food supply, and without them, we really can't survive. Not a lot of kids your age would go to the lengths that you're going to save bees. Instead of thinking of my age as a disadvantage, I try to use it as a tool. Because I'm a little bit younger, I can not get bogged down in what might go wrong. While the so-called bee bill started off strong, it's currently stalled, leaving Scarlett even more determined to fight. We're going to win. You're not giving up? Not one bit. After all, every hive needs a queen. Michael George, CBS News, Winnetka, Illinois. Tune in because tomorrow on CBS This Morning, Gail King's got an exclusive interview with Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, including the new way Facebook is working remotely. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.